Hello church, my name is Tim Power. I'm one of the pastors here at Salem. We are so glad to be worshiping with you today. It's the second Sunday in this time of year in the church that we call Lent. Now, this is a season where we are taking a journey together as followers of Jesus from a time of recognizing our own sinfulness and brokenness on Ash Wednesday to our destination of Easter Sunday when we celebrate that Jesus has defeated all sin and all death and risen again as our victorious Savior. That changes everything for us. It changes how we live, how we love, and it changes how we're going to spend all of eternity. So this week, we're going to continue the sermon series that Pastor Terry started last week, A World Worth Saving. The scriptures tell us that Jesus loved this world so much that he gave up his own life to save it. And as followers of Jesus, we should love this world too, and, and the people in this world with the same radical, crazy, self-sacrificing love that Jesus exemplified in his own life, death and resurrection. See, loving and serving this world is what we are called to do. Now, quick question. What would people say you always do? If I asked your friends, your family, your coworkers, the people who know you, spend time with you, what would they say that you are always doing? Would they say, he's always encouraging people. She is always trying to help out. Or maybe he is always complaining. She is always looking in the mirror, taking a selfie. I think it's a really good question. What would other people say you're always doing? See, what you are always doing gives deep insight into your true wants and even your true identity. And while Jesus calls us towards lives of selflessness, the culture around us is preaching a totally different sermon. People are encouraged in this day and age to be self-gratifying, self-promoting, and self-centered. And that's a sermon that we are all hearing loud and clear. Do you know what occupation a majority of children in the U.S. want to be? 54% of children now say that they want to be, drumroll, a celebrity. They want to be famous. They want to be the center of attention. They want to be the GOAT. Do you know that term? I learned that from my 13-year-old son. GOAT stands for greatest of all time. Well, there's a story in the life of Jesus where his disciples are talking about wanting to be the GOAT. And I've asked one of our church members, Jen Adams, to read this passage of scripture for us from Mark chapter 9. Today's scripture, Mark 9, 33 to 37, New International Version. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Thanks be to God. Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. 
What a paradox to our modern minds, right? That to be first in the kingdom of God, we must be last. And we must be, and listen close to this, a servant. Now I want you to please hear this. If you hear nothing else I say today, serving isn't what you do. A servant is who you are. That's what Jesus is trying to communicate to his disciples. If we are followers of Jesus, we are a servant of the Most High God. And we serve God by serving God's children. See, it seems kind of strange that he ends the story this way. He tells them the last will be first, that they must be servants, and then he brings over a child and says that if they don't welcome children, they don't welcome him. So we need to understand here how children were perceived in the ancient world. The social hierarchy was such that adult men were the most important. They had all of the influence and they controlled everything. Then came the women, and then last, by a wide margin, came the children. A child was not considered important in the ancient world, and yet Jesus is saying that if you do not love, if you do not welcome, if you do not serve the children, then you don't even know Jesus. Quick gut check, church. How are we doing in our lives and as a church at welcoming the least among us? See, serving isn't what you do. A servant is who you are. Then what does that look like for you? How can you live the life of a servant? See, as a church, we go to great lengths to make serving our community not just a priority, but something everyone can take part in. You can serve food at Haven Street. You could tutor a child through our partnership with St. Louis Public Schools. You could donate clothing or spend time sorting through clothing at Out of Our Bounty. You could volunteer time at Epworth Children and Family Services or with our partners at LifeWise. But I know some of you wonder, like me, will I really be helpful? Maybe like me, you're not that handy in any way whatsoever. You can't serve by making things or fixing things. But I can tell you this, the most important part of being a servant is showing up, being there. Three years ago, with several other folks from Salem, I volunteered as a reading tutor for first graders in the St. Louis Public Schools, and I felt totally unqualified. I can read, but I am not a reading teacher. I was woefully underqualified, I thought. Anyway, the first child I tutored was a girl named Destiny, and she was such a sweet girl, but I struggled so hard to get her to stay on task. Her reading skills weren't great, and week after week, I felt like I just wasn't making an impact. And after a month, I went to her teacher and I asked, should we stop? Because I just, it didn't seem like I was helping all that much. And the teacher looked at me shocked and she said, Tim, the 45 minutes you spend with her each week is her absolute favorite and most important 45 minutes of her week. It's the only time that an adult spends with her, just her, giving her their full and complete attention, showing care and compassion to just her. It might not feel like it, but you just showing up every week is making a bigger difference than you'll probably ever know. I'll never forget those words, that just showing up is making a bigger difference than you'll ever know. Remember that question I asked earlier, what would people say that you're always doing? Man, I really hope that someday people say, 
Tim is always showing up. Because that might make all the difference. Serving isn't what you do. A servant is who you are. Church, wouldn't it be amazing if when somebody asked, what does Salem always do? People would say, Salem is always showing up. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Don't you love how that starts? For God so loved the world. That's telling us what motivates God, his incredible love for this world. What if we let what motivates God motivate us? Church, what if we started every sentence with, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that I'll spend time each week reading to a child who doesn't even seem that interested. For God so loved the world that I will sort through our clothes and see what we can give to out of our bounty. For God so loved the world that I'll hand out meals at Haven Street to some folks that might otherwise go hungry. For God so loved the world that I'll be more generous in my giving this year so that our church can have an even bigger impact on our community. Serving isn't what you do. A servant is who you are. Let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you for the invitation you've given us to be a church that shows up. And I pray, Lord God, that we would seek to be great in your kingdom, not because of what we've done, but because of the servants that we are. And we serve you by serving others. God, I pray that you would help us to love the way that you love and to live the way that you lived with radical self-sacrificing love for the world around us. We pray that you would help us to live lives given over to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.